0: Welcome back to FTP Speed Shop Podcast, the podcast where we talk about what you talk about in the garage because, hey, we're in the garage. I'm your host, Mike Early, and tonight with me, I've got Zach Raddatz. How you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Let's take care of some quick business here. I um, want to go ahead and let everybody know that the car show is going to be on October 8th, uh, 2022. If you guys are in the Lincoln, Nebraska area, uh, swing by the Child Advocacy Center at uh, 5025 Garland and check out the car show. I believe it'll be from one to four, I think, or two to five. I don't remember. It's one of those two. Uh, This show is sponsored by ftpspeedshop.com. Go over there, check it out, get yourself some merch, help support the channel and help support the show. We really appreciate all of our followers and everybody that has supported us throughout the uh, journey, I guess we'll call it that. Mm -hmm. So uh, with that being
1: said, Zach, what are you working on right now? Um, I'm not really working on a whole lot I guess I'm more in the in the planning stages of, uh, of a couple projects I mean that's always where they start it seems like a brainstorm um, but last summer my 55 Chevy which you know well I mean you've helped me on that car a bunch the tranny gobbler yeah that's what it does it seems to uh, ruin transmissions so um, to give a little bit more context it's a 55 Chevy sedan delivery uh, it's kind of like my swap meet machine you know it's kind of a beater 55 wagon but it's not a wagon it's a delivery mm-hmm. um, doesn't have any glass in it yeah it's no gla- solid metal panels right where the glass would be in a wagon it's got metal panels and so it kind of looks like a you know like a wagon like a hearst almost I don't know but uh anyway last summer we were out on a cruise I don't remember if it was the birthday cruise or was it one of your was it It was
0: either the Kingsman or the birthday cruise, and it was the exact same cruise that I
1: spun the rod bearing in the Chevelle. Oh, it was the same day? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. You won because your car's already (laughs) fixed. Uh, But anyway, my my car has been through several uh, turbo 350 transmissions, and something, I don't know, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what yet, I'm still trying to figure this out, but... Anyway, I've been through a couple of Turbo 350s, and you know, in in the Turbo 350s defense, these are not like brand new, perfect Turbo 350s. These are like budget rebuild, transmissions. Mo- moderately built driver
0: transmissions. They're not like a race. Actually, they might even, not even moderately. They got like probably what different clutches
1: and a shift kit in it, probably. No, no shift kit even. Oh, really? You know, no. This is just a. It's just like take it apart, look at it all, and put it back together type of a rebuild um but anyway i've i've went through a few of them and it seems like you know they have the same problem over and over and so i don't know if it's uh you know operator error or what but either way the new plan is to put a a four speed in the car i've always wanted to do that anyway i mean that was kind of the idea this car has sort of like a i don't know 60s or 70s theme you Mm -hmm. know like it doesn't have a bunch of modern stuff it's just got a small block in it with camel hump heads And an old L79 uh, Corvette intake manifold, Holley carburetor, uh, Ramhorn manifolds. You know, it looks like a 60s small block. You know, nothing special, nothing modern. Um, So a Muncie 4-speed is going to be right at home in that car. So I have a transmission. I have a shifter that is actually supposed to be for my Nova. Uh-oh, uh, Robin, might, Robin parts from the Nova. Hey, Robin, Peter, to PayPal is my specialty. <laughs> um, but I have a, a transmission, or I have a shifter that I could use. I, I might get a hold of another one. I was talking to one of my buddies in our car club, and he thinks that he might have one that I can use. Um, I have a flywheel that I got from another friend in the car club, Clint. I need to get that resurfaced. I need to get a clutch. But I'm just collecting parts right now, getting ready to go. I think I'm going to probably tear into that maybe in a week or two i don't know um it
0: needs to be back on the road i mean it feels like it's been down for a year but i guess it's it's,
1: has almost been a year Yeah, i guess yeah it's june now so yeah it's been yeah nine months yeah it's uh it's overdue for sure i mean it's easy to at the end of the summer to just say okay i'm done i'm not gonna mess Mm -hmm. with it get burned Um, out take take some time off of it and then it's kind of hard to start back up again and pick up where you left off yeah and you know when you're winding down at the end of the season of car shows and cruises and other stuff sometimes it's like "Ah, i'll get to it later but it sat all winter and i didn't do anything to it so it's time to go um but uh i guess on the long list of projects i won't bore you with all of the projects because you know just like anybody i have a, a ton of them but uh i recently got that 2006 chevy pickup from john mm-hmm. i always call him uncle john i don't know like when, I, when i'm telling other people yeah go like, oh, it's it's uncle john you i know, call him uncle
0: john too it just yeah. got confusing like trying to say yeah brandy's uncle you know it's like whatever
1: it's my uncle john it's your uncle john that's all there is to it and it's my uncle john too for all i care whatever um but anyway i got uh i got that pickup from him and it was kind of his well it was his uh his everyday ride forever yeah daily driver
0: since yeah i think he bought it in 07 new it was the last year's special or whatever in the back of the lot but it was brand new when he bought it and was that that was about that was october we were coming back from uh worlds of fun we camped down there and i was following him we pulled our camper and he pulled his and i was Mm -hmm. following him all of a sudden i just would get like little sprinkling on my windshield and i was like oh you probably drain the water out and it's just hitting the ground and bouncing up it's just water
1: from the camper yep and well, what does water from the camper mean oh it wasn't it wasn't from the toilet it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't black water just a
0: fresh water tank because you just open it up or open okay. your hot water heater and drain and um, it'll leak a little bit as you're going down the road sometimes when you get on different angles yeah, or whatever
1: i'm a tent camper i don't know about all these fancy
0: oh yeah you know, frick that tim can't tent. no no you get, gotta get away from that um, hey, and you'll have a truck now you can pull a camper with.
1: Well, anyway, tell, f- finish telling what happened to the truck.
0: Uh, so we're coming down the road and going up a hill. I randomly would smell coolant or oil, you know, just kind of get whiffs mm-hmm. of it. And it was usually when we were hammering up a hill or trying to go up a hill. Yep. And next thing you know, you know, this has been going on for probably 20, 30 minutes. The next thing you know, it's like going up a steep grade, no shoulder. I mean, his shoulder was just barely wide enough. There was a guardrail just yeah. barely wide enough to get the camper off the road. And all of a sudden, John's going, brrr. And I, now I'm getting
1: peppered a lot, like a lot and of stuff. And you can tell sitting. something's wrong. Yeah, he's
0: he's losing speed. Now he's doing 40 miles an hour. And he said, he's like, there was nowhere to pull over. I was just, I was giving it all it could to try to get to the you next get somewhere episode. somewhere safe yeah. so he doesn't get hit by mm-hmm. somebody. Oh, and people were driving like,
1: assholes dude Well, where exactly were you guys
0: uh, on i-29 st joe's probably yeah on okay. i-29 i don't know if we were quite to st joe's but i think we were close to there okay. um and yeah it was it burnt oil smell i don't know probably blew a head gasket he said it was right. running running hot he had no choice at that point it was yeah we're screwed at the bottom of this hill at like in a dangerous spot, so hopefully we can limp it. And he knew that the truck was getting tired, I mean, it almost had 400,000
1: miles on it, yeah. So, so d- d- for those who don't know, I guess this is an 06 Chevy truck, uh, Duramax yeah. engine, whatever 2500 you know. HD, yeah, 2500 HD diesel pickup. So, yeah, three, three I think it has 395,000, yeah, 97, and I think, or something he, he like that. Put, every mile on the thing you know he bought it new and he's been using it to pull his camper pull his boat i mean i've ridden in that truck a handful of times up to minnesota to go fishing with you guys yeah and he drove it every day i mean he daily drove it he puts sixty thousand
0: miles on it a year daily driving it because he'd drive into town and then mm -hmm. worked on the south side so like yeah he's most a lot of the miles weren't towing
1: miles um, no but but he he used the heck out of it too he used it he he was pretending it was a train locomotive sometimes because he'd pull his camper (laughs) and the boat both at once yeah 30 what 34 foot camper with a boat behind it right so he was working it but anyway so i don't know what happened but he obviously there's a head gasket issue or or the motor let go whatever happened I, i don't know yet but he said, "Okay, that's enough." And he went, and got him a new truck because obviously this thing, almost four hundred thousand, you know, he needs something reliable because he goes all over. He's been like coast to coast with that thing with his camper uh, down to Tennessee to California. Tennessee, all I
0: don't know that he's been as far to California, but we went up to Yellowstone um, with it. So, you know, well, either way, he's Montana been everywhere. Area
1: with it, so you know, it's definitely been to Minnesota and he needs to have something that's reliable i mean he's taking the family camper everywhere and you know he can't be breaking down on the side of the road like that so anyway he he uh replaced Mm -hmm. it and as soon as i heard that i was like hey what's he doing with that truck that's actually your exact words (laughs) that's like the the ultimate you know a lot of people say that that lbz duramax uh yeah oh six oh seven what is it half of oh six and oh seven yeah, it went up to halfway through 07. It was like the classic or the new body yeah, style. it's so, And it is, it is an LBZ, right? Yes. Without question, because they made the uh, LLY. LLY and the LB7 or LBZ. I mean, LLY and LBZ, I think, wasn't that what it is? The 2005 and a half or something or maybe... I think yeah. they went through halfway through 2006
0: i think they stopped in 05 but uh, we're, we're splitting hairs on things we both don't know but
1: well i don't know either but i just recently have been researching this obviously so it was like a two-year motor roughly yeah. but a lot of people regard it as like the very best duramax was pre- that was made pre-emissions pre-emission i mean it does still have an egr valve which is technically kind of an emission yeah, but thing pre, like no death. def yeah none of that stuff and Uh, I think that they make the most power and torque, or at least to that point, they did. And anyway, a lot of people are like, this is the the best of the best for Duramax, you know, pickups. So I don't know if that's true. I I mean, mean, you have one. You like it. Yeah, it works just fine. I mean, yeah,
0: it's like, I don't know, 600... 60 foot pounds of torque or something like that and it pulls a camper fine it gets up to 80 miles an hour it'll drag that camper all over reliable as heck yeah easy to
1: work on for the most part no not really yeah i hate working on that thing yeah (laughs) but it's
0: quite a few hours underneath the hood and it's not fun it's
1: because whenever yours has a problem you're in a pinch to get it going because it's your work truck and you need it every single day yeah so that's why it's not fun but so anyway i got that (laughs) truck from him and i'm thinking that You know, hey, it can be a good project to fix it, figure out what's wrong with it, um, and then have a good usable, you know, diesel pickup. I don't think I'm going to be going, I'm not going to use it the way that he did. I'm not planning on pulling a big camper all over the country. Um, But heck, when you need to pull a trailer mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever, you need a good pickup, it's it's real handy to have it just sitting there ready to go. Yeah, if somebody breaks down or whatever,
0: it's like you don't have to be like, well, I'd help you, but I have no way to help you. Yeah, I mean, so
1: it's kind of like having a car trailer. If you have a car trailer... You get a lot more friends when people find out you got a car trailer. <laughs> Someone always wants to borrow it or, or or ask you to help them or something. Yeah, but, I just loaned mine out
0: to Aaron last weekend so he could pick up that Kia that I, his kids vandalized. <laughs>
1: well, that's a whole nother story there, but I... Uh, I like that kind of thing so that's why I want it, is to be able to to help do stuff like that and so I have a plan I've been kind of you know I don't know I guess I talked to John about this six months ago probably that I wanted to get that truck from him finally last week we went and got it you came and helped too mm-hmm. uh, we got it it's over at a buddy's place just waiting so that I can tear into it but I've been putting feelers out asking a bunch of different people i know hey do you know where there's an lbz long block that i can buy you know for a good deal because i don't get it i guess i'm a a gas engine guy first and foremost but these engines are worth a lot of money especially with as many miles as they have on them i can't believe it i mean i feel like the cheapest one i found which i just found the other day uh my buddy clint put some feelers out and he's a diesel guy he's got an lml duramax you know the next generation i think uh after the lbz yeah maybe his is lmm i don't know what it is but anyway it's a newer one than this and so he asked his friends and and i just got a call yesterday actually from him um he said a guy that he knows has a an lbz long block so you know no turbo none of that stuff Um, and I think he said it has 200,000 miles on it and he wants 3,500 bucks. And I'm kind of thinking, wow, 3,500 bucks for a 200,000 mile long block. That's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I was
0: getting butt hurt looking at six liters with 200,000 miles on them for 1200 bucks. I was like, no way. But I feel, I would feel more comfortable spending more money on a Duramax or a diesel
1: than I would. A gasser. See, I'm just totally out of my out of my element. I don't know anything about that stuff. I mean, I understand how the how it works. I you mm-hmm. know I understand how it, it's the same thing as a gas engine, except for uses compression ignition. Obviously, everybody knows that. But I don't know a lot of the little ins and outs. Like, what do you upgrade? What do you do? How hard is it to take this apart? Is this a three hour job or a thirty hour job? You know, with these trucks, it's closer to a 30. lot of things. Well. <laughs> It's definitely not a three-hour job. Well, I'm just saying, like, in general, I don't know what I'm looking at or dealing with. And I'm not used to being that guy. I'm used to knowing a lot of stuff about what I'm doing with, you know, small blocks, early hot rod stuff. I mean, any cars, really, I I don't ever struggle because I've experienced a lot of different stuff. You know, rebuilding engines, motorcycle stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm not used to being the guy that doesn't know anything. You know, it's been a long time since I've been on a learning curve like this. Well, it's good for you. It helps you grow. Yeah. So anyway, I hear about this $3,500, uh, you know, used engine. And this is the first time you're hearing this because I just found this out last night. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, 3500 that's not so bad. But, you know, what is really wrong with the engine in the truck? I don't know. Was the truck rolled, or was there some sort of issue with, you know? No, I mean, like, I mean the truck that I have. Oh, oh,
0: I got like, you. And John's, what's actually yeah, wrong? Yeah, like
1: it? I would hate to pull an engine out that just needs head gaskets and and disregard it, and then put another engine in there that's not that much better.
0: Yeah, you know, you know that's true. It won't start, um, and if it blew a head gasket bad enough, it probably
1: isn't going to start. And everything. hey, it might have blown a head gasket and he might have torched the head or yeah. he might have, you know, it might have uh done some other damage. I know that those LBZs, I think that the pistons crack sometimes if they get hot enough, you know, like enough uh enough boost and EGT or whatever. I don't know. I mean, I know his his was all stock. Yeah. But either way, so my my plan kind of right now um I think I'm going to try to get it up to to the shop where I work on stuff at and uh, I don't know, I think the plan is, and I, I talked to a couple friends about this last night, just saying, hey, what do you guys think about this? Are you, are you willing to uh, go down this rabbit hole with me or not? Yeah. And they said, yeah, let's do it. So we're going to pull the engine out of it. And I think we got to pull the front clip off to make it easier. Did you do that when you did your head gaskets?
0: Uh, I pulled the driver's side fender off and that made things a
1: lot easier. So I um, think I'm going to do that radiator support is that welded in there or is it spot welded or can you unbolt it
0: i think it'll unbolt but don't quote me i'm pretty sure it's just like the suburbans and the half-ton trucks where it's a aluminum core support that just bolts in and sits on the front of the frame horns
1: right i mean i've heard of people pulling the cabs and i'm okay with doing that too i mean i used to do that if you cannot have
0: to disconnect the turbo to pull it out the the turbo downpipe bolts are the problem because they're literally that far away from the firewall and if i was lucky mine i was able to break free fairly easy but i've heard horror stories of people just you know they get a ratchet halfway on it round the nut off or something and people cut people cut holes in the firewall so they can just get a impact in there to buzz those four or five bolts or whatever that's in there out so
1: i'm hopeful that we can get it out but i mean i've heard stories about pulling the cab and this and Mm -hmm. that and the thing is i'm totally fine with pulling a cab i mean we have a lift and everything to use there's no problem with that but god that seems like a lot of work i don't want to pull it all apart and leave this truck scattered in a thousand pieces for a month or two or three months or however long yeah i mean I already have a Nova that's that way. Thank you for that, by the way. No problem. we um, do what we can to help you scatter your parts even farther away. <clears throat> so, you know what I mean? I just don't want to leave it apart, too far apart for too long. So, we're going to pull the motor, or at least the plan right now. We're going to pull the motor out of it, um, bolt all the stuff back on the truck, push it out in the parking lot, let it sit there, you know, without an engine in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to take the, the engine over to Clint's place because Clint – is uh excuse me he's a he's a duramax fan and he, he's had several of those trucks and he knows a lot of stuff about them um but he told me last night he's never had one all the way down but yeah he's like you know what i'm itching to do it i want to do that sometime the cool and- thing when you pop the heads off the cylinder walls i forget what it's called
0: like leopard spotting or something they have a bunch of black dots like ovals all over it and when you pop the head you're like oh god that's not good what the hell is that but it's completely normal I it's don't... from
1: gas porting in the in the pistons isn't it the ring lands i'm not
0: sure what it's from i don't remember but i remember when i popped it off i was like oh god that's weird is it below where like the ring
1: ridge would be on a it's normal the whole cylinder oh the whole cylinder yeah hmm. well those are called leopard spots if you didn't know that's what i just said and that's because it runs like a leopard oh. through, through the valleys when you're pulling your camper It's like fast. It doesn't seem that nimble. (laughs) It doesn't Um, seem that nimble. I don't know. So anyway, we're going to pull it apart and take the motor over to his place and tear it down. I'm going to have to find an engine stand that can handle it. He says it's only supposed to be like seven or 800 pounds. So that's like a big block Chevy. Um, But I really don't want to have like an engine stand crumble in half and have this thing hit the ground. So... We're going to get it over there and tear it apart and figure out what's wrong
0: yeah maybe just well i mean i think you got to go and at least inspect the bottom end
1: i think that'd be oh, foolish at that point not to I'm but just pop gonna, the heads off and see what see what the yeah. hell it looks like i'm hoping that we can just rebuild it i mean if it broke a piston or uh you know blew a head gasket or damaged the head somehow mm-hmm. i mean i can find another set of heads i can get the heads repaired i can send them to the machine shop i have connections for that sort of thing you know if we need to put new valve springs and valves, I don't know what all stuff wears out in those things. You think with 390 some thousand miles, everything is trashed. Yeah, that
0: diesels run out a lot longer, they just they're built stronger, obviously, for the compression and stuff like that. But they're not spinning the RPMs either. Their red line is going to be yeah. 4,500 RPM, 5,000 tops, and you know, it's not a 7,000 RPM motor, so yeah. it's seeing less RPM and it's staying down in that lower RPM range is where mm-hmm. it makes all its torque. So revolutions are a lot lower and that's probably why they go more miles that's my theory yeah that's
1: true i i don't know i guess there's a lot of reasons they probably last longer than they do i think one of them too is that they're more expensive and so people tend to take better care of them you know they don't thrash them the same way they do they keep up on maintenance maybe you don't but a lot of people do i mean john certainly did with this truck yeah no the interior looks like it's got 120,000 miles on Oh, it. yeah. The whole thing is way better. You would never think the truck has that many miles. But yeah. a lot of people do that with diesels because, hell, it's a lot of investment to yeah, buy the $10,
0: thing. $10,000 more just to get the, yep. the Duramax in there rather than the uh,
1: gasser, the 6-liter. 15 years ago, it was more. It yeah, was that. It's, it's probably $20,000 yeah. now. So, anyway, I'm I'm thinking we're just going to do a rebuild on the thing. We're going to tear it all the way down. And if I got to get the crank turned or get another crank, whatever... Get a new set of pistons. I, I mean... Have you uh, looked into pricing that stuff? Is it
0: ridiculously expensive compared to a gasser? Or is it all kind of a pistons, a pistons, a piston?
1: I don't... I have not researched that yet. And I'm I'm sure that it's more expensive than, you know, a 6-liter LS would be, yeah. you know, out of a normal gas 2500 pickup. But um, whatever, I'm looking at it like this. It's going to cost me 3500 bucks in that range anyway to get a used short block. So if I can rebuild the engine that's in it for that price or even a little bit more and you'll have a zero, technically zero mile motor. Yeah. And so the only other thing that I'm thinking is maybe I can save a little bit on rebuilding the engine myself. Uh, which i've rebuilt lots and lots of engines so it's got piston rings and bearings and all the other same elements that it's every other same, engine has
0: same thing it all works on the same principles basically as far as right. it's converting linear force and you know a circular force right. to spin the wheels
1: so if i can save a little on the engine rebuild you know and re- you know repair whatever's damaged maybe then I'll have enough left to buy a new turbo because I think that's the original turbo on that truck. Yes, as far as I am I know, yeah. And I think that's getting kind of to the end of their life normally.
0: I think that's, you're getting close. And who knows what it ran through, you know, if it did shell oh, a bearing or something and it's running a bunch of, you know, yeah. material through the turbo. Remember what we were
1: talking about the other day where we need to invent, we shouldn't even talk about this right now because oh, somebody's, yeah. somebody's going to swipe our idea. Yeah, swipe or no swiping. Okay, we're not going to talk about that then. Yeah. But anyway, I was thinking maybe we can rebuild the engine, have a fresh engine, all new gaskets, upgrade the head studs to ARPs or whatever, Mm because I think that's a thing, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Everybody has... you, You don't put it back together without doing that. Put some do some upgrade stuff whatever the easy i don't want to do more horsepower and all that i just want to make it more reliable reliability yeah
0: maybe do an egr delete and stuff like that on it keep it's insane how much carbon and stuff gets put in the upper intake from the egr it's mm-hmm. just well i mean diesels are carbony and dirty anyway yeah in that aspect and then all that shit just gets pumped right back into the
1: motor it's ridiculous it, and you know it's for a good idea you know not not emitting that out into the atmosphere i understand reburning unburnt fuel basically through the but i mean it's it's like it's like breathing your own farts do you really want to do that i'm not into that i mean we can hook a hose up to your pants and run it up to your face but no we can hook a hose up to my pants and run it up to your face (laughs) i don't want your egr (laughs) i don't want your exhaust gas pumping through my you don't want to recirculate that (laughs) all right well fine fuck you um But anyway, so that's my plan. I don't know what you think about that idea. I mean, the worst case scenario is we pull the engine out and and it tear it apart, and we wasted some time. The and motor's got to come out anyway, so
0: you're not right. really, to pull pull the heads off, pull the oil pan off, I mean, you're going to be out a couple hours tops. Right. And that's not that's not worth, or I mean, that's not really a waste of time to no. do that exploratory
1: surgery. You're going to be... And it's fun, actually. You know. it, it's a learning experience. Like Clint said, he's been kind of itching to do one of these. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done it yet. He, I mean, he's looked at videos or whatever and seen pictures and all this other stuff. But it's different to say, yeah, I tore one apart. I know what that's like or whatever. So that's kind of the idea. And you know what? At the end of the day, if I have to go f- buy a reman short block or maybe a used short block or whatever. Yeah, what's a reman short block? My well, I, I, no, I don't think it's, I mean, I think that there's a lot of variance. First of all, you know, it seems like with these LBZ engines, everybody is interested in power upgrades, you know, Mm. and maybe I would be too, if I had been the one that put 300 and some thousand on the thing and been pulling a camper while you're in there might as well. Yeah. I mean, but to me I'm starting at zero. I don't know what a stock one is really even like, I mean, I've driven them, you know, I've driven your truck before I've driven a bunch of other diesel pickups. I mean, all over the country really for, for work. I mean, I've, I've been all over the place. Um, and I've always been impressed by every single one of them. I don't, uh, I don't really think I want any more than just just a stock one. So yeah,
0: I mean, it's just torque on demand, basically. It's they, it's they just go and they yeah. work.
1: And so I'm happy with a stock one. But it seems like all these places that are selling reman short blocks or long blocks or whatever, you know, you don't really find, or at least I haven't so far, fi- found a, a bone stock one. Um, but I did find a place and I didn't really I spent about 3 minutes looking at this so far. So I might be talking out of school, but there's a place in Long Island, New York that's actually right down the street from my uncle's uh repair shop there that that uh, you know, I I was inspired by that shop in the 90s when I was a kid to want to go to work on cars. Um, it's right down the road from from his place out there and they have one and I think it said 4300 bucks with a core. Yeah, you know, and then like shipping, a thousand dollar core or something. Stupid. Oh, I think it was more, even. Yeah, but anyway, like whatever, maybe a five grand in the five grand ballpark with shipping and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I'm thinking, dang, that's only fifteen hundred dollars more than the used engine, so wouldn't I rather use a long as Your little heads
0: more? weren't toast and you could swap all the top
1: no, it's a long them. block. Oh, it is, yeah, I thought you said it's a short long block.
0: block. Okay, well, then never mind.
1: Yeah, so a new camshaft, you know what I mean? It had yeah. all that stuff, new. Uh, it, it was, it was a completely re- remanufactured engine. And I'm sure that there's about 500 other places that do it, but a lot of places are doing performance upgrade mm-hmm. stuff, you know, forged pistons, billet, cr- uh, crankshafts, forged connecting rods. But I think LBZs have forged rods from the factory. Couldn't tell you. Don't know. Didn't get, didn't get that far into research cause it didn't really affect me. Yeah. You didn't want to rip yours like, apart yet. I gotta
0: go get this done and get to work
1: on, yep. you know. Friday, because yeah. I think I tore mine down on like a Wednesday. I remember when when yours was apart. I said, "Hey, you can borrow the plow truck if you want for a few days." And you are like, "Eh, nah, I don't, I don't think." Well, so. <laughs> if I if I borrowed the plow truck for a few days, I, that
0: would be two days where I didn't get to work on it. I'd only work on it at night, and I doing the head gaskets on that. I think I did head gaskets and injectors at the same time, and uh, Yeah, that took that took some time. It was a bitch to do that in the car. So
1: would you say that's the most difficult like hardest in- thing hardest thing I've ever done on car wise? Really? Yeah. That's a lot that's saying something because you've done a lot of stuff on cars man. I don't know.
0: I- Like, okay, so it's it's, it's hard. You're comparing apples to oranges because you're literally leaning... The car's too tall to be comfortable to work on. So you're on your knees, on the core support, leaning over it the whole day. So it's... Difficult-wise, no, it's not as bad as, like, disassembling an entire car and putting an entire car back together. Like, that's way more labor-intensive and takes way more time. But as far as if I had to choose to take the Chevelle apart all the way down to bare bones, nothing, or do head gaskets on another LBZ. I would take my Chevelle apart tonight.
1: But, you know, you have to remember this too. And maybe this is me just trying to have a positive outlook on this, but because I haven't done it and I don't know what I'm talking about yet. (laughs) Um, But I experienced this back when I used to be a technician at dealerships working on cars. You never have fun working on that stuff because you have to. And then when you're out here working on your Chevelle, you know, you have yeah. the tunes cranked, you're listening to Ted Nugent or whatever you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. On repeat, um, on loop. You know, and, and it's fun. That's your your therapy, I guess, is coming out here after the kids go to bed and working on cars in the garage. You know, and, and it's a fun thing because it's a fun car. But when you're working on your, your work truck and you're like stressing because you know that the longer it's down, you know, you can't go to work. Yeah, that's a totally different thing. Yeah, you're rushed. You know, every
0: anytime you're rushed, you end up. Breaking, and it's an
1: unexpected thing, you breaking
0: a bolt off, or you yeah, know. absolutely. You know, you're not wait. You know, you're not expecting you know your injector to randomly go out when you floor it one time across highway two and then when you let off the gas it sounds like you have a rod knock you're not <laughs> and you're like oh sweet i just ruined the motor well it's got oil pressure and then hp tuners to the rescue to start turning off injectors and right isolate the problem that was yeah. that was the first time i had an injector go out and i was too broke at the time and didn't have the time to do all the injectors so i ordered one i think it was from lincoln diesel specialties i think they're out of uh, philadelphia or something that, uh, somewhere maybe pennsylvania philadelphia something but
1: philadelphia is in pennsylvania Pennsylvania, in philadelphia <laughs> but i don't know i don't know if it's, it's in philadelphia Phil- pennsylvania i don't
0: know if it's in philadelphia or if it's in pennsylvania somewhere well if that makes sense i actually have the receipt over there i found in my stack of receipts when i
1: was cleaning my toolbox out if you want me to take the time to go look i will i don't i don't need you to um, if you want me to, <laughs> maybe when we're done here, I'll, I'll ask you to prove it. Okay. Prove it. But so. anyway, so yeah, that's the diesel pickup project. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea to do what I'm going to do, but the way I look at it is it's going to have to happen anyway. And I'm not really the insane thing about those time. Yeah. That's it. The
0: insane thing about those trucks is I put a hundred thousand miles today actually was I officially clicked over, I think to a hundred thousand miles on my truck since I've had it. Yeah. And uh, i pretty sure I could sell it for at least what I paid for, if not probably five grand more yeah it's fucking insane how expensive that they
1: are right now or it's well all cars in general you know and and that's cool right that's it makes you feel good about your investment but
0: not not when it blows up and i have to replace it with something else well that's
1: just it so you know if you were to sell it you'd maybe break even or make a few bucks or something Mm -hmm. but then the next one that you want to go buy because you need yeah a truck like that you can't go without it
0: yeah not gonna buy like an 06 i'll buy like a
1: 16 or something you're gonna spend 40 or 50 or 60 grand and it's crazy and i don't need one of these trucks like i can get by without it but you cannot I no mean, I, I gotta have a you know a three-quarter ton or whatever i can't i don't even think you could get by for very long on a gas pickup because you're using a dump trailer pulling you know full loads enclosed of heavy trailer, style, yeah, trailers i took the
0: trailer to the dump because i had a bunch of windows and stuff in it the enclosed trailer and uh yeah, the the rig just rolling down the road and it wasn't really loaded down that much with the truck
1: and the trailer was like fifteen five. You know? need a CDL pretty soon, bud. <laughs> <laughs> as so soon yeah. as you hit twenty six or twenty six thousand to one pound. Yeah, that's cut cutoff there. Well Yeah, the DOT ooh, is boy. gonna be on you.
0: Well, let's change the subject because I don't like talking about DOT
1: yeah i don't either so uh all right well let me interview you then for a little bit ooh. since you're you're hammering me so what uh, do you what is your, i know about this already but what is your new project that you're all excited about
0: uh well rewind slightly um as of no uh, i'm asking the questions a week ago i'm getting there okay asshole <laughs> first of all i'm interviewing you you're not interviewing me no God dang um it. the uh, what is probably about a week ago maybe a little over a week ago um Every car I owned or I do currently own or currently owned at that time ran and drove, which is a really weird feeling. I've never had that, never had that once in my life. There's always been one in the back or one, you know, hidden somewhere or in at one point, you know, two weeks earlier, almost I had two cars out of the five, six I own, I guess. I guess technically Winnebago, it would start, but I'd, don't know if that I thing that. doesn't you don't own don't it it owns that. you
1: yeah that's true <laughs> um, no but it actually would start I it think. would
0: start yeah so i uh the in-laws out on a farm have a like i think it's like a 47 mail truck 1947 mail truck i don't know exactly what year there's not a lot of information i've only found a few pictures of what they looked like mm-hmm. new um that they converted into an old uh Trailer job site trailer in the 70s or somebody did so it's they cut the center link and put a bar in it so it can turn and follow the truck
1: well they uh they you mean like a tow bar would be back in the day like they hooked the front bumper to the rear bumper of a truck and just pull it around it they hooked the
0: front axle on a has a pivot and then a bar comes up to hook to the truck and then right where the center link is for the steering they cut that or they welded that bar to it and so it turns the wheels as a truck's turning oh so it's got it follows like like a
1: like a triple axle semi-trailer kind of does that i think
0: something i don't know about that but (laughs) so they graciously gifted me that because i always said oh that thing's so ugly it's cool
1: it's been sitting out at their farm forever or what
0: uh everybody i've talked to has been out there as long as they've can remember. So I'm assuming it was probably converted sometime in the seventies or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to a job site trailer. Cause they did Bob did heavy highway. So they probably put all their grease and oil and stuff in it and pulled it out to the, the jobs where they were building highways and things like that. Wait a minute. Who, who I thought this was from Kevin. It is. So Tony's grandpa's name was Bob. Oh, okay. That's him, where it's not
1: Mel. It's not
0: Mel Melvin. Remember, Melvin was him. her dad. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cause he had the, he had the uh, excavating company yep. or whatever
0: yep so okay i don't know that melvin had anything to do with that i think it was bob but i could be wrong you know tony if you're listening you can correct me on that bob is melvin's dad uh linda's dad okay but yeah so okay kind of yeah whatever the farm's been i think I, didn't, I don't forget when they bought that but it's been in the family for back in nom yeah i think <laughs> it was before that but um yeah, the price I paid for it, too. I don't remember what it was exactly. but $1,200 it was in
1: 1906. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, was, it was like $57,000 for 40 acres, you know, whatever set up. Back so in what? the 70s, probably. 50s, 70s, something like that. I don't remember 60s. Some Sometime. Either way, not
1: important. So Back when people didn't want to live outside of town, now everybody's like, I want a little fake farm, three acre. Hell yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, Oh, Jesse calls that Doe Dick estates. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I like it's, it. You're not. You you want to pretend like you're something you're not. It's a, a gentleman
0: <laughs> gentleman farmer, I believe, is what that's called. Uh, yeah, it's. it's you, don't, you don't want to get your hands dirty, but you like I to dress lie. like you're farming. I want one too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you want a Doe Dick farm? I just want to be away from people, and I want to, you know, like sit out on my porch drinking coffee in my underwear on Sunday mornings and. <laughs> like nobody can see me because there's trees all the way around my property or something you know
0: hell yeah that's exactly that's my life goal is to sit around in my underwear and you do that coffee.
1: anyway i drive by here and i see you doing it oh not usually on the back i don't porch. call the cops on you most of the time
0: i mean i have walked outside of the garage multiple times in my underwear before but that's neither here nor there
1: i went over to my parents the other day and my dad was doing it in the morning on saturday sitting, he was, sitting on the back this is probably six months ago honestly well not the other day but yeah he was letting the cat outside the back door. And he was standing there in his freaking whitey tights. <laughs> it was a sight to see. Let me tell you. Yeah. Anyway, snail mail. Let's let's get. So, back. Yeah, boy, <laughs>
0: you told me to stay on task. Look at you. So project I'm interviewing
1: you. I get to project get to snail
0: mail, uh, project twin snail mail. So I believe what I'm going to try to do is we're going to, it's too tall to fit in my garage. It's like seven the, the height of it's like seven and a half feet high. Is it so- out back?
1: Yeah, it's out back. We're going to go look at it when we're
0: done here. Actually,
1: make sure you put a picture of it. I
0: will. I'll flash a picture of it. Maybe i do a little video of Kevin pulling it out with the Bobcat. Yeah. Um. But I'm going to pull the body off the frame and then bring the frame in the garage because I, then I can start fucking with suspension mm-hmm. and fitting the motor in it. But I got to another 6 liter and i do believe it will be twin turbo for twin snail turbo snails. so this is
1: a, kind of like my 55 this is in the the brainstorming phase this, where you're like this, this is, is what i want to do but it I got
0: don't. it got really real uh, a little over a week ago when i put
1: put it on the trailer But you don't have any of these parts bought yet, like the turbos and all the other stuff. Don't have any of the turbos. Don't have any of that stuff bought. So Uh, for anybody that's listening, like Turbonetics or any of you uh, major turbo manufacturers, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, uh, Mike would be extremely happy to work with you. Yeah, anything.
0: (laughs) I am more than willing to take anything you guys are willing to give me. Um, We will not
1: accept anything from Summit
0: Racing, uh, uh, only
1: Speedway Motors. I
0: will accept anything from anybody. I'm an equal opportunity uh, poor person, so... uh, yeah, I just – the idea basically is probably what will happen is the motor that's in the Chevelle now because I have that running on the quote-unquote summer motor mm-hmm. um, just to get it by. Um, that motor was going to be the motor that went into twin snail mail. I um, already got the rings gap, stock bottom end. And
1: it's an LQ4. I mean, LQ4. I, I'm i an avid subscriber of the YouTube channel, so I watched the video. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Where you uncovered the fact that it was an LQ4 rather than an LQ9. Mm-hmm. Was that so, when head fell off of it? <laughs> no, that was when. Oh uh, uh, no, that
0: was yeah, that was that one. That was oh, that's uh, the that's other the one engine. from the machine shop. Yeah. Oh, oh actually,
1: so they both are LQ4s. Then. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So I did get all the parts back um, for the forged rotating assembly, six liter. However, I'm still waiting on my rings that are back ordered, so I can't really put anything together. Hopefully, the end of June ish, they'll come in, and then I can start. But I figured, you know, there's no point to swap the motor out. I'll just wait till the winter to probably do that. Uh, And then I had a couple other thoughts. It's like, well, if that's a forged 6-liter, you know, it's good to go. I don't know if it would hurt anything. Just if Project Twin Snowball starts coming along really fast, I could throw that in there, um, you know, and put some real boost to it. But this new
1: 6-liter for the Chevelle, the... uh, the I don't know what a opposite of a summer motor is. The winter motor. You yeah, know, you're not gonna drive the car in the winter. Yeah, that's what Aaron's waiting for. Well, how much compression ratio? What's the static compression ratio on that?
0: Uh, it's gonna be around nine and a half to one. I think is what it was. That's a little bit high for. Maybe it was nine two. Yeah, it was. I don't remember the exact number off the top of my head. I think it was. It was in the the mid to low nines. What is an
1: LQ four for static compression ratio?
0: Uh, I don't know. I think well, I'll I, stop interviewing you yeah, now thank because you. I thank thought you.
1: you were an LS guy.
0: I, I am not an LS guy, and if I'm an LS guy, then I'm an LS guy for uh, LS VTEC. So I'm more of a Honda guy, and even then, I I don't claim. What's the th- compression ratio on a K20? Uh, <laughs> Dude, everybody knows that. That's fucking 10.4 to one. How about I don't a V18? Know. <laughs> uh, a V18. That's going to be 9.8. How about one. an H22? H22 are we talking JDM or just fucking I don't have no idea
1: a 10 to 1 Hmm. Uh, I don't really think that you're I don't know if I believe any of this but well anyway back to the the twin snail mail all forged six liter that could go into that I think that's a little bit too much compression for for twin snails there yeah unless you're gonna I mean
0: i'm not i'm not talking about spinning the sum bitch out with you know 30 pounds of boost you know that could happen accidentally though when well, you know just have some sort of uh wastegate well, failure or something like that i don't know tons about turbo stuff either but this will be my first turbo build so i'm kind of excited to tear into it and kind of see and just learn the process like you said with the, the duramax you know yeah. it's a you're it's something that uh you I don't know you always you always kind of you hear about it you see about it everybody does it everybody's got turbos on everything but i just never have had the opportunity because it hasn't really fit any of my builds so this is
1: well, it, you've always been kind of a traditionalist like you resisted the ls thing for a long time and you stuck with your small block in the chevelle for 20 years or whatever it was like you don't you don't have 20-inch wheels on the Chevelle. You've got 15-inch drag lights still that you've had since 1999 or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Those. So, yeah, I think I mean, that's the way you, to go. You don't, you don't just jump on the bandwagon that fast. You kind of wait and investigate things for a lot longer than some people do. So Elk, just so Elk you know, Q4 turbos is do make 9.4 to one. Nine point. Okay, so. That's not bad, I guess. not Not that much worse than I, or not not as bad as I thought it would be. But anyway, uh, I forgot what I was saying now because you r- rudely interrupted me. Yeah, while basically, you. you
0: were just telling me how awesome I was for not jumping on bandwagons and how much you really appreciated oh. the fact that I, um, you know, am a realist and a uh, like a purist when it comes to awesome. Well, I'm still
1: waiting to see if this turbo thing is is legit. I mean, this might just be a fad. Are you talking about in general or me? In general, like turbos, oh, I, turbos this newfangled technology. No, I'm not so sure. Stay. Is it? Do, do they actually work?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody told me once they run on demon magic and voodoo, but I don't you know, know for sure. You run out of voodoo pretty quick. They make these cool sounds, though, like... You know, because
1: I bought of one power. of those those uh, uh, tornadoes one time. Oh, hell yeah. Blazer. Hell yeah. I put that thing in there, you and I was take tornadoes? Sure i was sure it was working you could you know, feel it i was smoking the tires and stuff and it was it was crazy yeah absolutely and, i think i mean it even seemed like the thing had posi after i put that in there
0: whoops i accidentally answered that didn't mean to answer that phone call i meant to ignore it but was that's it was i have no idea it's probably something for work oh um but anyway so twin snail mail is going to be a mail truck and it's going to have twin turbos and uh I don't know. It's going to be interestingly neat and fun and cool and it's just one of those so ugly it's cute.
1: So obviously this is a long-term project because... I, pr- I want to put it on an air ride too. I want it to sit... I want the body to sit on the ground. Uh, slam Specialties, Air Ride, or uh, Ride Tech, whoever's listening to this, if you, uh, if yeah, you want like, the gnarliest project you've ever sponsored then go ahead and... Uh, go ahead and uh, like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> So anyway, Twin Snail Mail would be pretty cool. I'm sure that you've already put a video of it out or a, a teaser video. I did a little something.
0: short of it. Um, I was going to try to get it over back in the driveway here this week, but we're going out of town on on Saturday, so I'm really running out of time to get stuff done. I'm doing another podcast with Kevin on Thursday, so
1: my uh, my uh, my week's filling up fast. Kevin, your father-in-law, Webble. Kevin? Webble. Oh, Kevin Webble, okay. so Cool, maybe I'll have to come down and... Uh, Interrupt you guys. Interrupt you guys while you're doing that. So, Um, one thing I wanted to talk about too, just in case anybody's interested, or maybe to uh, yeah, you got anything you want to share and uh, get the information out about? (laughs) Well, I'm excited, I guess, because uh, for Speedway where I work, uh, we're going to be going to the Good Guys show in Des Moines here over the Fourth of July weekend, and it's been a long time since I've been to that show over the fourth. Um, I don't remember if we went last year and had a booth. I
0: feel like COVID shut a lot of stuff down. Maybe we're coming out of it
1: last year a little bit in the summer. Yeah, we used to go to a lot more shows and and I would like to just simply blame it on COVID, but there's a lot of different factors, which I would Tax loopholes, probably. Well, there's a lot of, uh, you know, like implications to going to certain shows in certain areas. You have to follow certain rules for uh income tax withholding and sales tax and you know we always try to keep our customers in mind when it comes to that sort of thing we don't want to you know compromise a whole bunch of orders for for just going to one show um but obviously uh that's different now with whatever they call it the uh what's that new tax thing where pretty much everything on the internet is taxed now uh
0: i don't know but i do know that everything is taxed now yeah they've it, got it all figured out for your state that you're buying it in or, yeah. or that you're being shipped to oh
1: down to your county because it varies, or, or the city even. is it really that in depth oh yeah oh, because, i guess
0: it would be because it has seven and a quarter
1: percent yeah or if whatever. you live outside yeah. of the city you know you have a whatever five and a half percent tax rate anyway not getting into all that stuff we haven't been there for a long time and i don't think that we were there last year but um, the museum at Speedway, you know, the museum of American speed, which yeah. for those of you, who you don't guys know, get a chance, awesome.
0: check it out. It's, they've got, and it's not just cars. I mean, there's, they got it's, lunch boxes and pedal cars and, uh, oh my God, plaques everything and in engines. There. And they got a whole wall of like what flathead intakes and yeah. stuff
1: like that. It's just craziness, the stuff that's in there. As I'm thinking about what the museum is like. I don't even really know how to verbalize it because it's that good. And when you say like, "Oh, there's lunch boxes and cars," it's like that sounds not. That I mean, I'm exciting. just saying it's
0: not everything, but cars. It's like you know, it's basically all
1: car related. Yeah. But
0: I mean, like, was that like? It's just insane the amount of stuff that they have.
1: There's a ton of variety. Yeah. And really, it's more like uh, a museum of Americana. And a museum of, you know, exactly what it's called—the the, the the pursuit of American speed. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have cars or engines or anything that were made outside of the United States. I mean, there might be a few little things in there here and there, but um, primarily it's it's focused on USA made stuff. But um, from the late eighteen hundreds, you know, we have items in there from from there all the way. Pretty much current um there's a lot of new stuff in there too land speed record things oh yeah yeah. we have the world's fastest small block chevy powered streamliner Uh, we have the world's fastest flathead ford powered streamliner the flat fire um i could go on and on and and actually we should get we, we should do one of these sometime where we really focus on that museum but anyway the museum will be there inside the building at good guys in Des Moines and they're gonna have some display items you know and have museum staff and it's gonna be awesome and then uh, my department you know the, the sales department uh, will be there with a couple of cars at an outside booth I think we're gonna have three cars um, we'll have a small trailer no product to sell um, but we'll just have some items on display so look for us outside um, Kevin will actually be there too. Kevin webbles so I mean you know him Um, Steve, I I think Steve will be there. Steve Wickeiser will be there. Oh yeah. Um, we'll have a couple other guys there too. Um, I think we're going to take a car from no coast possibly that's in the works of trying to get that sorted out. Uh, I think TJ may let us take his Nova there and, and have it outside at our booth. Um, and then we kind of have a third, uh, booth sort of. (laughs) Uh, Team Speedway will be there with all the autocross race cars. Uh, we'll have the big mm-hmm. semi there, the big Volvo semi with the 53-foot Featherlight trailer, uh, 67 Camaro that has a Hillborn injected small block. Very carro. cool looking cars. It's it's uh, it's not. It looks like Hillborn injection, but it's not. It's a 440 small block. It's like a you know gnarly all aluminum you know small block Chevy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbie Unser is going to drive that. You know, Pikes Peak champion, IndyCar racer, guy knows how to how to get around the cones for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have seventy Camaro there, LS power, LS seven, you know, seven hundred horsepower or whatever it is, and then uh, the original G Comp car, the '65 Chevy two, and it's got an LS seven in it now too. LS seven based, you know, it's not a legit Z06 LS seven, but it's it's not yeah, not a factory motor, but it's based off. Yeah, dry sump, you know, aluminum, everything you know, makes a couple of horsepower. couple more than one anyway, for sure. So Yeah. So. We'll have three different things and that's, uh, July 1st, second and third Friday, Saturday, Sunday this year, the fourth is on Monday. So it's kind of cool for anybody that wants to travel. You know, they have a whole day off on Monday. Most people anyway, have a whole day off on mm-hmm. Monday to kind of, you know, recoup from the weekend, Unwind travel home, bit, yeah. whatever they're doing. So yeah, come and see us at, at good guys in Des Moines and, I'll be there just kind of in and out. I don't know if you're planning on going, but... I don't know what we have planned. Um, It seems like the 4th of July weekend usually gets pretty busy, so I'm sure we have something going on. It's hard to say. I'm excited this year because the actual 4th is on Monday, so we can go do stuff over the weekend and then come home, and then there's still the actual 4th 4th of July, July. so you can go to your barbecues and and all that different stuff on Monday Mm -hmm. or try to make it work that way anyway. Yeah. so yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. There's a bunch of our friends that are gonna be going, so it should be It's a always good time.
0: fun. Always fun to convoy up there with a bunch of people and it's, just take that take that journey yeah. to get up there. You gonna have the uh fifty five ready to go for that?
1: I don't know that. I I mean we're a month out right now. So You're this, have to get this will probably come out this will come out before that, right? Yeah, this will like you know, probably a week, week from now, maybe. Yeah. Um maybe. I don't know. I think I'm gonna start working on it. Probably not this weekend, but next weekend, and it shouldn't take that long to put the transmission in it.
0: No, it shouldn't. It should be pretty fairly straightforward. I mean, it was probably a manual car. It was to start, so hopefully, yep. it makes it a little easier going back to it. You know, you got the holes already cut where you need them, and
1: yeah. Well, huh, I patched the hole in the floor. Oh. You know, somebody used a can opener on the floor in 1978 or whatever well, they year put they put their were new shifter in or whatever. So I made a new panel for the the uh, tunnel. So I'm gonna to have to cut a big hole in that. So well, I'm a use, little bit use your can opener. No, I'm not gonna do that. You
0: don't want to do it that way. Why not?
1: I, it's nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, I'll probably use a, maybe a cutoff wheel. I was thinking. Yeah, that's fine. Make sure you wear your safety glasses. Yes. Another thing uh, I wanted to talk about, which this is, I don't have a ton of news really, but um, the Kingsman cruise is on again for this year. This will be the third year that we've done it. Mm -hmm. i know that you've i mean you've been there every time the people that watch this podcast and watch your channel uh most certainly have seen the coverage that you've done in the videos and and maybe most of them have even been to it yeah
0: is this third annual yeah hey look i still have the uh the first annual bracelet on that shit won't die are you being serious that's still from that show yeah i i don't know why i'm retarded when i put these on i just Leave them on
1: until they break. And normally they break after six months, but it's been almost two years. Wow. Uh, Tim, if you're listening to this, order those from the same place every year because they last. Yeah, it's insane. You can't see, there's no more writing on it. All the writing wore off right
0: away. Yeah. It's just now I just have a stupid black bracelet on. Well,
1: I guess uh, <laughs> thanks for your support. <laughs> yeah, hey man, I'm I'm supporting you guys where I can. But uh, the Kingsman Cruise is is on for this year. Um, I I don't know. This isn't a rock solid date, but I think it's going to be on September 17th, which is a Saturday. It's also a Husker football game. You know, because we get into September and those are the early season. I, I think we're playing Oklahoma actually here. Oh, good. So so it's like a pretty important. Because you know, the Husker Oklahoma, yeah, the Huskers rivalry. will get their
0: ass stomped in by Oklahoma. And I'm hoping that we don't, but
1: you everybody, never
0: know. Will be, everybody will be mad and beating their wives and stuff when that happens.
1: Well, I didn't know about any of that because
0: you got, you know, people around here live and die by that. Sorry if I offended
1: any Husker fans, but I could care <laughs> less about football. But uh, anyway, we're, we're planning on it for that day, it just works best for a lot of different things with other shows and cruises and stuff mm-hmm. going on around here. Um, it's going to be a little bit different this year than it has been in the past. And I hope I'm not letting any cats out of the bag or anything like that, because I'm not on the cruise committee. Um, I don't actually have a whole lot to do with this other than the day of getting, you know, getting everything ready ready to go. Um, but you know, we, we kind of have been outgrowing Ben's parking lot a little bit. It's just, we get so many cars there and we always try to have a band and food vendors and other stuff. Um, so this year we're kind of brainstorming, like, what do we do? Where do we have it at? There's not a lot of places that are affordable that we can have a big show because
0: all you want all the proceeds to go to the charity of the choice. Absolutely. So if yeah. you got to spend, you know, a thousand bucks renting a parking that's lot or something, else, that's thousand bucks less they get. Exactly. So yeah,
1: last year we donated almost five thousand dollars to fighting all monsters. Yeah, you which know, is awesome. We use all of our own money to to generate you know a profit technically we're we're a 501c7 non-profit organization so we don't actually turn a profit we donate all of our profit mm-hmm. um but i was super happy with how that turned out it was insane but we donated almost five grand and if you're exactly right if we have to go rent a venue that's money out the, of yeah. out of the pockets of the the recipient of the the funds so uh anyway what we're gonna do and this is locked in we're gonna have a good old-fashioned uh Pasture party at Bob's farm, north of uh, Lincoln, oh, okay. a little ways. Yeah. on And, and you might be hearing this for the first time.
0: Yeah, this is the first time uh, we're uh, airing it live. That's, yeah, it's not really live, but you know what I mean.
1: No, but it's live for whoever's listening to it because they're alive. It's so, a, it's alive. It's not live. It's alive. So it's going to be very similar to what we've done in the past. You know, we've always talked about we don't want a lame car show. And no offense to the people that have car shows, but we just our expectations are a little bit higher we want to cruise our cars exactly yeah you know none of us have insane showstopper well some of us do but most of us just have regular old cars like my car it's just a beater car but mm-hmm. i have a lot of fun with it and we want to get out and drive them we want to go to places we want to stop you know in a small town somewhere and everybody have lunch and keep going almost like a poker run sort yeah, of yeah absolutely um but we're going to go do a couple of stops you know couple small towns maybe go 75 to 100 miles uh and then meet back at bob's place um which is right next door to restore a muscle car on north highway 77 you know right north of lincoln nebraska um he's got a 40 acre farm there with a huge field Mm -hmm. um everything should probably be pretty well cleared out by then as far as the crop and all that stuff go because he grows corn and soybeans and all that stuff um, I don't know. Is that too early for harvest? I guess I'm not a farmer. I don't know about that.
0: Uh, it just, I think it depends on the weather and things like that, but it's probably getting close to that time.
1: I know that we're going to have it there either way. So we're running over soybeans if we have to. All right. But we're going to have off, a, popping off cookies in the cornfield. <laughs> we're going to have a trailer, you know, like a big, uh, uh, I don't know if we're going to get a flatbed semi-trailer or have a flatbed, you know, mm-hmm. fifth wheel trailer, gooseneck or whatever. Uh, we're gonna have a band, maybe two bands. I don't know yet. Um, we're gonna have food out there. I, I don't know if we're gonna have food vendors or if we're gonna just smoke pork butts and and or brisket or something like that. I mean, all these details are, are got to get TBD. ironed out. Yeah, they're 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 in the works right now. Um, but one thing's for sure, we're gonna have a car cruise and we're gonna have a party, you know, in the pasture at Bob's house. And it's going to be awesome. I can promise you that. So yeah, I always i I'm
0: not a fan of car shows. Um, really, the only reason why we're doing the car show, and I wanted to incorporate a cruise into ours last year, and it just didn't work out with the uh, the venue and how everything went. Um, but now we're kind of started doing it, and so we're just going to keep going well, with it. But I I I love yeah. I love the car cruise. I love I'd rather have a. You know, a cruise, everybody meets up, starts at a point, and then you finish at a final vent or a venue or a place or something like that. And yeah. Everybody kind of gets together and gets to hang out at the end of the night or the end of the day or whatever it is. And so that's the part of the reason why the birthday cruise and the Kingsman cruise – um well, King- Kingsman cruise now after, you know, you guys have, have had done, or done two of them, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the – you know, it's one of the highlights, I guess, for, for me as far as car-wise goes each year. Um you know birthday cruise has been around what, what this will be the 11th year of that i think so um yeah it's been it's been a yeah. staple i haven't missed one of those you know it's been one of my few things in the summer i look forward to it was a gambler fishing trip uh you know uh, birthday yep. cruise so those are kind of my and then we, now we had a torque fest in there which you know doesn't happen the gambler's kind of gotten weird
1: so well, don't sell yourself short on car shows like your show isn't just a show. I mean, it's more of an event. Try to make it more more family-oriented or whatever
0: and do some well, little stuff like that. Again, so. I
1: don't want to be like offensive to people that host car shows because they're still a good time. Don't get me wrong. I like going to car shows, but it seems like some of them are better than others, right? You go there, and when you have a band or when you have something that's more exciting... A burnout contest, uh, you know, tricycle races for kids, um, whatever it is. They they need to be,
0: for lack of a better term, more festival based i guess like where there's there's other things to do besides look at the cars because you can walk through a car show and within 15 minutes and half an hour depending on the size you're like well yeah okay i've seen it all what are we going to do the rest of the you know the four hours we're here or whatever
1: yeah and for a lot of people too they're taking their kids with them they got to do something to keep them interested and, and keep you know their attention a little bit um or you know if if you have a, a significant other that wants to go with you or that you want to go along yeah it helps to have something fun for everybody you know like we could go to a car show you and i could and we can probably mm-hmm. kind of feed off each other and be like look at what the guy did here look at the detail of this or that, yeah absolutely or how did you they route it. the coolant lines on mm-hmm. this car i can't see them where are they at but if you're there all alone, you don't really get as pumped about it. And then when you bring the family, it's kind of like you're. Don't not... touch the car. Well, <laughs> or, you know, it's... you just want to have something that's fun for the whole family, not just for yeah, yourself. Exactly. And so that's what you're trying to accomplish with your show, and I think that you did.
0: Well, that was the first time around. There was definitely some uh, hiccups and hang-ups. and uh, we're gonna we're gonna work on it. We've got a new venue, and they s- were they seem to be a lot more. Um, excited to help like the lady that we're working with um her name has slipped my mind right now but brandy's been communicating with her and she's just is it becky
1: mm. i think you said her name the other day
0: uh, i don't know what her name is but I, c- I can look it up if it's that big of a deal I think But it's becky we'll go with becky so yeah we're gonna meet with becky in july um because they're they're under construction right now and they're gonna kind of go over layout and details of the show a little
1: bit. So are you going to uh, pretty much replicate the same thing that you did last year at the show or what do you, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little bit shorter,
0: Um, you know, not having a a four hour event or a five hour event, you know, we'll we'll skim it down to three hours. Um, We're going to try to have, um, we're working on possibly getting a, Like a fire truck or something there for the kids to look at because i think you know that when i was a kid i was like holy look at that that is amazing like these guys are awesome um
1: what about if you had uh kevin bring a a a backhoe or something uh that's actually a good idea too you know some because remember when you're a kid and you're like playing with your bulldozer Mm -hmm. or your dump truck or even a dump truck would be cool if you abby is her name oh i thought it was becky no Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. I guess. Uh, anyway, bring a you know piece of construction equipment. I don't know. You know, something like that is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good idea too.
0: Just just anything to you know keep people. You got to worry about liability and things like that with stuff like that. And yeah, you know, but that's you kind of you
1: can't be scared of your kid having a. I'm not so scared, scared to not let your kids have be a kid and have fun. Well, you no, know, now that's
0: that's what life's all about. Now is just overprotecting and sheltering our kids to the, um, to the nth degree.
1: So some of that's great. You know, some of that is necessary. I
0: I think we got to let our kids make some mistakes on their own. Otherwise they're, they're stifled a little bit and their, their growth is slowed. I learn best when I make a mistake. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's, it's cost you time, money and energy. And it's, those are all
1: things that, uh, are, very precious <laughs> yes they are so. like that time uh, I think it wasn't me it was probably Derek I'm pretty sure it was his fault he threw a washer down oh my, yeah he's oh wow a you threw down. him right under your intake <laughs> <laughs> he threw a washer in my intake manifold and uh, I said where'd that washer go I know it was there and he said that he didn't think it was in the engine so we went ahead and started it anyway what that sound like <laughs> what's that what that sound like Uh. Kind of G- like good, that.
0: Good sounds. Good sounds. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going over to Derek's tomorrow uh, night to Jackson's uh, been super big in these Honda Expresses mopeds lately. Um, my garage now is like a, a moped mecca slash scooter mecca. They're just everywhere. They're multiplying <laughs> daily. no-peds. All no-peds, right. they yeah. They have no pedals. Yeah, no pedals, scooters, whatever. They're multiplying rapidly. Yeah. Um, around here and so he's got that frame and fork and gas tank sitting over there that he wants to sandblast and we're going to paint them I think I'm going to try to paint that six liter that just got back from the machine shop uh, Mm -hmm. at the same time so we'll open up the paint booth and spray all that stuff and he wants to do it before we go on vacation on Saturday so we try to get that sandblasted who's
1: going on vacation
0: uh, we're pulling the camper down to Branson oh that's right before you guys go
1: yeah well, so. interestingly enough, I'll be over there tonight or tomorrow night, too. Yeah. Because we're going to be working on his uh, his new 383. Oh, for the 55? It's a super cool Survivor 55 Chevy. Uh, the guy who... Did he talk about his car when he was on the podcast or not? Mm,
0: not really. He basically said he was working on uh, the Cadillac motor for okay. Gens. So.
1: so his car is uh, 55... Uh, it is a Bel Air, but it's a post car. Um, and he bought it, I don't know, heck, 12 years ago now, maybe 15 years ago. He's had it for a long time, it seems like.
0: Well, we've done 11, uh, 11 birthday, birthday cruises, cruises will be this year. He's had so it. he's had it, he had it he before, had it before then, that,
1: so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I remember the first birthday cruise is the last year I had my 71 K10. That's oh, crazy that it's right. been that long. Yeah anyway so he uh he's got this 55 chevy he bought it from a guy that uh obviously it it had been sitting for a long time it was a field car you know like like uh like in american graffiti when they talk about field car or whatever Um, but it had been sitting in the field for a long time yeah and funny story behind the car not funny story actually but the story behind the car is the original owner of it or builder because it was a hot rod in the 70s you know somebody had a small block and a four speed in it and it had a bunch of old stickers on it it's got like a paisley painted dash or flowers or something on it vinyl uh, or not vinyl probably but some sort of like flower wallpaper yeah contact paper it's got the the dash it looks pretty cool yeah it's like you know probably put in there in the late 60s Anyway, the the guy that had the car and Derek knows what his name is. Uh he's looked it up. He actually uh went to prison for murdering somebody. Oh, hey now. Um, that escalated quickly. Got into a got into like a bar fight situation back in like 1972 or something like that. And uh, you know, I don't know any of the other details really, but I know Derek said he found some shell casings in the car. And, oh, uh, they had bodies on them? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it was Dang, just kind of one of the... Does Derek's car have bodies on it? I think it was just around for for what happened. But anyway, it was a... It, or it still is. A, like a metallic brown painted uh, yeah, was that a fa- Is that a factory color? No. It was like that pink and... Uh, oh, like salmon, pink color, salmon or whatever, and, and charcoal or whatever it would have been like color. But um, anyway, it was brown when it was brown in the '70s, and it's still brown right now. And it's a pretty cool car. And a long time ago, we we built a, a small block for it. It was actually the the old uh, 350 5.7 liter Vortec small block out of his dad's Tahoe. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, his dad had a, you know, 97, 96, whatever year uh, Chevy Tahoe and had it for years. And then somehow the Tahoe got wrecked one time on accident. That's how it's all good accidents happen. Yeah, I think a tree grew right in front of where the Tahoe was driving (laughs) at. And uh, anyway, the Tahoe was finished then, but his dad, you know, being the... uh, resourceful well yeah resourceful brainstormer that he is um said well i better save the motor out of it at least i know that thing's a roller cam small block you know thinking of of a project like this for it later um so it sat around in the garage for years finally the the motor that was in it was tired and you know puking coolant and stuff everywhere so Derek said, okay, let's get a small block together for this thing, you know. So we did, and we rebuilt it, new rings, bearings, everything else. The engine was in beautiful condition. It was great. It mm-hmm. had 150,000 miles or whatever on it. Uh, but we put a comp hydraulic roller cam in it because um, it's a roller block, so it makes it really easy to, to put a roller cam in it. The lifters were in beautiful original condition. So, of course, I'm kind of a cheapo too. I took them all apart and cleaned them. You know, took literally the hydraulic portion out of the inside of the lifter, clean the heck out oh, of everything. Went all
0: in. Oh yeah, we don't um, mess around.
1: So I was watching Stand
0: by Me the other night. Not to cut you off, I was speaking of Derek's car in a brown color. Yeah, and uh, I just happened to see that's Der- the car Derek's car is in stand by me it's that
1: brown 55 right there with snow yeah. tires on the back i don't know if that's the car but it looks like the same it looks car. exactly like the car i couldn't I believe think a it. lot of stuff was that poop brown color in the 60s <laughs> they had green like that olive green they had orange some nasty yellow oh yeah cat shit green. cat piss green yeah that's your color of your chevelle interior wasn't it
0: no no oh, yeah the, all of them i looked at mine was a black
1: black interior originally yeah, you will looked at a 72 or something.
0: Lots of 72s, 71, 72s. It's just cat piss green on cat piss green on cat piss green. So
1: Anyway, it was time to build a small block for Derek's car, so we did. And, of course, we had to do a little bit of hot rod stuff. So we did oh, a absolutely. set of Vortec heads. Uh, put I, I'm pretty sure we put big valves, you know, because they're like 194 intake valves from the factory. I think we put 202s in it, cut the valve guide down for more lift, you know, because a Vortec cylinder head is limited by valve lift by the tall guide mm-hmm. so the valve spring retainer will hit the top of the the guide boss if you don't cut it down so we cut it down joe out of CarQuest is the freaking man and he hooked it all up he did all the machine work on this stuff we put a comp uh hydraulic roller cam in there i don't know what else we did a bunch of other little that stuff. motor ran forever
0: i mean oh hell, ran, that right. thing is that that's the first motor in that thing isn't it or did he no, have
1: that's the second. Oh, so the the first one was just a crate small block that he got from somebody at Bryant, I think, hmm. or, or maybe it was like a Jasper rebuild. Anyway, so last summer, I think last fall, no, it was last fall. Actually, it was the same day my car I blew the transmission. His car was knocking. Yeah, it, it had a, a little bit of a knock noise, real faint though, and it it was, seemed like it was only under load, which is like a rod bearing for sure and uh but it was a little weird and he put lifters in it didn't solve it he did a bunch of other weird stuff didn't solve anything because i think he pulled the valve covers and one of the rocker arms were loose so one of the lifters automatically just thought that okay cool that, well, just, that makes sense they were old lifters you know they were the original Vortec lifters that we cleaned up and reused um and i thought maybe the hydraulic por- portion of it failed and it wasn't holding pressure so mm-hmm. he put a new set of lifters same problem Anyway, he ended up pulling it apart and had a bad rod bearing. Smoked the crank. Whatever. So, Derek being Derek, he's like I'm not doing this again. We're doing this. We're going all out. We're doing Yeah, it right. yeah. There's no we're point not, to We're not yeah. fucking around anymore. We're not screwing around. So, he ordered a rotating assembly from us at Speedway. Um, we balanced it and did everything. Uh, he got another block because somehow a drill bit was flying across the shop in a circular pattern and it went directly from the uh freeze plug that he wasn't trying to get out yet but he wanted to get out and it drilled all the way through there all the way in through the cylinder wall somehow what yeah derek was drilling a hole in the frost plug to get it out even though that's not how you do that (laughs) i thought you just hammered it into the block and called it a day well then you got to get it out of the block no just let it go to the bottom no anyway so yeah he was drilling a hole in the freeze plug. And he went all the way through the cylinder with the drill bit.
0: I would expect better from him.
1: Well. Or did
0: he do that subliminally, subconsciously, trying to just say, (laughs) say, you know,
1: I didn't think this motor needs to just be, needs to retire. We learn best the hard way sometimes. Absolutely. Anyway, so the block is... It's not junk, but it needs a sleeve now. Yeah, so it's junk. So he found. Well, actually, no. Those those roller small blocks, or the, that, the blocks for are all hard intents and purposes, junk. They're hard to find. Sell it to a circle track guy. They love those things. They can't use roller cams. No, any or not all of them. Certain actually, nobody can. that builds their own engine can use a roller cam in you know hobby stock stuff and in, in uh, sport mods or any of that. Anyway, back on topic here so he got a new rotating assembly he has another block he has everything all ready to go the cylinder heads are still good the camshaft is good he's got a new set of lifters he's got his same tri-power setup that had been that in looks the car fucking beautiful oh it is beautiful that engine bay is is wicked metallic brown firewall edelbrock intake manifold with three nine super seven carburetors all chrome you know so pretty. Try power so Love, 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 love uh, the
0: way that looks. It's one of the prettiest looking engines I've ever
1: uh, come across. Oh, man. It's awesome. And it ran so good. And it got good fuel mileage. I think he said that he was going to... Kansas City or Platte City, Missouri for that Greaserama show one time. Yeah. And he got like 19 miles a gallon or something like that. Yeah, I that.
0: thought he was, yeah, high high teens, low 20s or something. Because yeah, he was just on that, that single
1: carb until he you dude, know, needed it. And it, it had power. It sounded mean. Like, he's got ram horn <laughs> manifolds on the car chrome ones of course because the whole engine's like chromed out pretty much you know like you would do in the 60s mm-hmm. uh stainless exhaust with some turbo mufflers or something man it sounds good maybe it has glass packs even i don't remember what no it has flowmaster uh flowmaster hush power oh. flowmaster hush power mufflers i think um speaking of that flowmaster if you're listening uh anything that you'd like to donate to ftp speed shop will be used on their cars absolutely we'll <laughs> definitely name drop um but anyway
0: and uh, don't forget to go check out f and get yourself some merch help support the channel
1: anything else anything <laughs> else you want to push i was just joking uh, but you took it serious yeah um i'm
0: just gonna cut you off one more time that's it and don't forget to check out the car show on october <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh anyway so derek's engine is ready to go together you know the new engine same yeah some of the same parts some new parts He went ahead and got a a three and three-quarter inch stroke crank to make a 383 this time. Um, I think he got some Icon pistons. I can't remember. Maybe they're Molly pistons. I mean, you're you're just splitting hairs on details here that probably don't matter. Well, it's an an all-forged 383 bottom end. Yeah. You know, nice hydraulic roller. It's going to be awesome. I mean, it's going to make some power. It's going to be pretty reliable. Uh, Way nicer small block than I've ever had. So I'm a little jealous of that, but no, you okay. always got time. I have had a, plenty of time and I still <laughs> haven't got anything done
0: yet. It's true. So. But you're you're gonna get that you're gonna get that going. You're gonna get yourself a nice little actually you're gonna be a big block guy probably. I
1: am a big block guy. I have big blocks now. I got I'm starting to purge all my small block stuff. Get rid of all that trash, just stick it to the big blocks. Man, yeah, you know. Oh maybe you got you gotta some grow good, up someday. Maybe you got some good big block parts for John and his new truck. I do. I already told him that. I said I have plenty of stuff, leftover stuff or spare stuff if he needs anything. So, uh, But anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm doing tomorrow is we're going to go work on Derek's engine. And hopefully that thing will be going. Hopefully by the birthday cruise, I mean, that we have plenty of time. Of time. Yeah, I absolutely. think so. There's no reason why it wouldn't be. I mean, I think he should be able to have it up and running in probably a month or so. But I'm hoping even less than that, honestly. Yeah. We should get the motor together, at least a short block together tomorrow. Yep. And uh, maybe the heads the next night you know the top end and then stick it back in the car maybe i'll bring a
0: gopro over there i know jackson wants to get that stuff uh sandblasted and get rolling on that because he's going to pimp out that express so he asked me on the way home from trap last night he's like hey when you paint that motor you said you were going to paint it before we went on vacation and i was it kind of went to the back of my mind i haven't really been focused on that because it's not a huge deal for me to get it painted i just kind of wanted to paint it now while it's yeah. clean and not have anything but he
1: heard that and he's like he's like yeah go.
0: yeah so he's all fired up he pulled the parts one apart and got all the parts off he needed it so he could uh get it you know get the part sandblasted he needed so mm-hmm. he's all he's all jazzed up on that so now i gotta go buy some clear coat hardener because mine
1: got hard and pooped out so it's hmm. probably only like 15 years old or something
0: no it was from the prelude so five years old no like last winter like huh. five months
1: old so yeah ppg if you're listening to this uh podcast here uh, we um, could use yeah. a sponsor P-
0: ppg omni uh high no omni Shopline, man Shopline, sorry uh but
1: actually no that's nah, no good either b-a-s-f if you're right. listening to this
0: yeah you know <laughs> uh you know rust-oleum <laughs> hey man
1: beggars can't be choosers you'll yeah, take whatever you can get absolutely so So, well i uh i kind of ran out of stuff to talk about i don't know i talked about all my kooky ideas and projects
0: yeah boy you had a lot to say about all those kooky ideas i gotta gotta say that boy i didn't get a word in edgewise this is my podcast thank you (laughs) welcome to the uh zach show i am uh mike i'm just sitting in the corner pushing the buttons so um, sure. I do want to say you guys can go ahead and uh, look up the podcast now, an audio form on iHeartRadio, FM Player, Amazon Music. And we're working on we – got our first uh, three up there. Um, I'm working on getting the other ones up there. I just haven't decided if I'm going to nut up and pay for the uh, $10 a month membership in order to keep uploading all of them and get them out on Spotify and things like that. So probably should just go ahead and do it. But it's – you know, mm-hmm. you can always spend so much money on stuff that's just – draining money out of the bank account for cars so got to decide what i'm going to do with that but go ahead check them out give them a listen and uh yeah i i'm excited for that aspect i think they i I don't know watching them on youtube is kind of hard um especially because i listen to podcasts at work so yeah in the audio form i listened i just checked them today and found out they're all on and i listened to all three of them on there today um, my thing about
1: YouTube podcasts is my dang phone is like lit up. You know, the screen's yeah, lit up and so then that's, my that's, battery goes dead.
0: Yeah, and I got to leave my phone on while, mm-hmm. if I'm listening to it at work. And then like I said, the battery goes dead. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to have him in audio, just audio only form. Yep. So I'm, you know, in the process too. I'd like to get him put up on the website too somehow. I got to talk to Spike about that and have him get up there and design that. But he's busier than hell, so he's... He has a hard time getting. I kind of go to the bottom of the list stuff, you know. You know, sometimes working for friends, they go to the bottom of the list. When yeah, I a think customer. he was
1: waiting on this one friend of his to help him patch the roof on his garage. It's a similar thing.
0: Uh, I patched the roof on his house, so it couldn't have been me.
1: Well, I was in his garage one day and it was raining, and like all of a sudden, that was raining in the garage. It sure, it sure was. So he had to get the bucket over there.
0: Yeah. Uh, we had a bunch of ridge cap blow off this spring, and I had a leak right after we finished this coming out of that. Uh, junction box in the ceiling yeah there. but
1: my point was that he was going to have this really good friend of his go over there and fix the garage roof and then uh, he was too busy and he couldn't do it
0: no I, I went over there immediately when his house was leaking the same day he called me and fixed his house roof so I do it couldn't have been me I didn't say it was you <laughs> maybe it was somebody else he knows but anyway long story short uh, all my cars run so I had to get another project and you guys will be seeing more of Project Snail Mail um, in the future and Hopefully, we're. I'm doing my best to keep up on these podcasts. Although it gets more and more difficult, uh, the busier we get with summer and kids and stuff. So, we're gonna. I think we've only missed one one of our every other weeks, so it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, if anybody else out there wants to be on a podcast, if you're local and you're into cars and hot rod stuff,
0: and I'm they, even willing to try to do Zoom in and figure that stuff out because I think always learning and growing the uh, mm-hmm. the skill base and the knowledge base. So um it'd be cool to i'd like to learn how to phone people in i think that would be interesting we could put a put a whole nother level on it give somebody a call and have them answer a question if we have a question or something like that Mm -hmm. um or if we're like talking about derek's car and we're gonna go hey tell us about what's the brief history on your car and we can just give him a call and make sure he wasn't you know doing anything important so he could come on here to do something completely unimportant we can just call him if you want I don't really know how that will all work. Just put the phone up to the. Uh, actually, no, I think I'm if you plugged in the headphones to the to an audio mic, I think it probably would play through the receiver. But I have to uh, I have to figure all that out. So, got anything you want to plug? Any socials? Any? Uh, we got the car show in
1: there and things like that. Anything uh, else you want to? Yeah. Mention? Uh, uh, Summit Racing went out of business so don't bother calling them anymore <laughs> jegs went out of business again they were doing it you know they had all of them huh yeah Just they're all like gone that. so the the america's oldest speed shop speedway motors you know since 1952 we're still here 1-800-979-0122
0: all right yeah give speedway a call for all of your hot rod needs and uh i'll leave it at that perfect all right, guys, thanks for watching or listening at this point, because now we do have audio version. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. If you got any questions or anything you guys want us to talk about on the podcast, go ahead and leave a comment down below. Uh, let us know what we're doing good, what we're doing wrong. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody. And uh, check us out on uh, FM Player, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Podbean's podcast thing. So thanks for watching. We'll catch you on the next one. Later.